This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I finished these fights. Give me a hell yeah. Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it. It's the best thing going today. What's up, guys? This is Top Rope Nation presented by TopRopePress.com. We are here to preview the second biggest professional wrestling show of the year, SummerSlam, coming up this Sunday. We're also going to talk a little bit about NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, the third. And I'm your host, Ryan Grassi of TopRopePress.com. You can also find my work at PopCulture.com. And I am joined tonight by just one of my usual co-hosts. Uh, Justin Joint in the house. Kyle Ross will not be here tonight because we have a Top Rope Nation baby on our hands. Kyle became a daddy this week, so congrats to Kyle. And happy birthday. And yes, as we record this, I should say it is his birthday. So Justin, what's going on tonight? How are you doing? I'm good. I would like to start things off by sending uh, thoughts and prayers to the GOAT, Ric Flair. Yes, it's it's been a long week for Rick. I've been following that story pretty closely a lot of misinformation out there about his condition but definitely uh you know in my opinion the greatest wrestler of all time and uh hopefully everything goes all right for him and uh we get to see him publicly again real soon if anyone can beat this rick flair can that's for sure so i do want to say guys if you're watching this right now on youtube go ahead and hit that subscribe button it helps our show grow if you're listening to the audio podcast um you can you can subscribe on iTunes, leave us a rating, helps us out. And of course, everything over at topropepress.com. So Justin, uh, SummerSlam, typically, like I said, second biggest show of the year. And I just wanted to start out. Do you have a favorite all-time SummerSlam event, if you think back to your childhood at all? Uh, yeah. You, you had mentioned off-air that you wanted to bring up some nostalgia stuff. And so I real off the top of my head, got in my five favorite SummerSlam matches. And... Uh, two guys are in all in all five of them. <laughs> uh, my favorite of all time, and probably one of my favorite matches of all time. It it, it really hooked me into more of the minutia of wrestling because at that point I was more of just a Hulk Hogan, like you know, big buff guys are awesome. Is uh, Bret Hart versus Mister Perfect for the Intercontinental Title is one of my all time favorite matches. Yeah, that's that's up there for mine too. That's it's one of the earliest matches I remember watching, actually. <clears throat> um, and then uh so my other ones, just real quick, uh, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart, the steel cage match. Uh Bret Hart versus the Bulldog. Uh that was at Wembley, too. And then the other two would be Cena and Brian and Cena and Styles. So it's pretty pretty heavily dominated by uh Cena and Bret Hart. I think so. I've been working on an article for pop culture looking at um, like the top matches in SummerSlam history. I think it's safe to say Bret Hart is Mr. SummerSlam because as yeah. I went through these old matches, he's he's up there. I'm only ranking the top five. So when you go through like this year is the 30th SummerSlam. So you're looking at 29 shows. Uh, that's a lot of matches, eight to ten, eight to ten matches each show. I guess this year I have 12 matches. Uh, but for me, Brett, uh, two of the top three he's involved in. I think Brett Owen, the cage match in 94, is the best SummerSlam match of all time. That's number one for me. Um, and then I also had Brett Bulldog on my top five. Uh, Brett Perfect just missed my list. Um, but it would be in the top ten. Um, because I had to have the TLC match from 2000 on there. I think I had that number two. And then I had Cena Bryan from 2013. 
on my list, which was just a great, great match. And then that last spot, man, I debated like um, Austin Angle from 2001, putting that on there. Um, Punk Lesnar from 2013. Um, Cena and Styles. Like, There's all kinds of ways you can go. And I'm finishing this article tonight, so I haven't officially chosen my number five match. But the top I know four I just gave to you. I know what it's going to be. Undertaker versus the Underfaker. Oh, my God. Now, that one is... That should not have gone on last at that show. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, the other one, uh, Michaels and uh, Razor, the ladder rematch from 95. Oh, that, shit. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Good call. That's uh, That one actually might make the number five spot. Last I had looked at my draft, I, I had that at number five, but we'll see. But I think if you look at them as a whole, the best SummerSlam show of all time is 2002 to me. That was just a loaded card from start to finish. You had HBK's comeback against Triple H, Brock versus Rock, uh, Jericho wrestled Flair on that show. Uh, <clears throat> drawing a blank, can't remember who Mysterio wrestled in that show, but there was like two or three other like really, really good matches. I think O2 is the best show. Actually, I'd totally forgotten about Michaels and Triple H. That would be probably in my top two, if not my favorite SummerSlam match. That one was one of the most amazing matches to watch because I legit thought like Shawn Michaels back was screwed up forever. So I, I was cringing after every bump. Yeah, I uh, yeah, that was another one I was considering for the five spot. And uh, when I wrote the article on uh, the top five shows of all time, I wrote in there with uh, O2 being the number one show that uh, if you watched wrestling during that time period, like we never, ever thought you would see Shawn Michaels back in the ring. No chance at all. I know we we were working together around 2001, 2002. We were both big Shawn Michaels fans. We never thought in a million years we'd see him back in the ring. Then turns out he comes back and he wrestles for eight more years. Never ever would have thought. So yeah, crazy. Uh, so yeah, in '98, by the way, Highway to Hell, probably the best build of any SummerSlam, in my opinion. As you pointed out earlier today on your Twitter feed, it's definitely the best poster of all time. <laughs> that poster is so amazing. You got Austin. Uh, does he have like the torch from the Statue of Liberty or something? And Undertaker has like the Empire State Building in his hand or something. It's yep. awesome. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about um, NXT TakeOver. Maybe just go through the matches, some predictions, and then we'll get to SummerSlam here to conclude the show. Um, I will not be able to watch TakeOver live, but I'm going to hope to watch it maybe sunday afternoon before the uh six hour long summer slam including the pre-show if my wife will put up with all that wrestling in one day uh are you looking forward to take over quite a bit justin yes i am um as we've discussed in previous episodes i nxt used to be my favorite thing and then kind of fell out of it about the time that finn came up to the main roster and really was watching pretty sporadically but uh, the past couple weeks i've been trying my best to catch up with at least like the last couple months of tv and as of last night i got, I got completely caught up and i am thrilled like nxt is back in a in a pretty big way a lot of great characters and great wrestlers going on right now yeah i think uh, this is like the rejuvenation of nxt right now because i know when we started this podcast about a year ago man they were they were going through the doldrums the nxt brand just got decimated by the draft and all the call-ups in the last year but man if you look at the talent on that roster right now you know starting me with alistair black who's been just off the charts recently you got johnny gargano coming back bobby Roode's great um and then, of course, the new signee, by the way, if you heard this week, Adam Cole is on his way to NXT. He could be at the show Saturday night. It's a possibility. So, yeah, I think this show, usually in the past, uh, takeovers usually give the, the main roster show a run for their money. This looks to be a pretty a pretty good show. We'll start off right from the top. Um, Gargano versus Almas. I think this is pretty obviously going to see Johnny Gargano go over here. Would you agree? No, I don't. I think uh, he doesn't need the win. Um, he's kind of that Sami Zayn underdog. And I think they are really starting to push Cien Almas in a really interesting uh, direction with, I don't know what they're calling her now, but she's Thea Trinidad. Um, they've been mm -hmm. doing stuff with them, and I think it's going to be a chance to put them over and even uh, have a possible run-in by Ciampa to cost Gargano the match. By, oh, by the way, speaking of like awesome talents in NXT, I, I think Almas is one of the most underutilized ones. He, he's he's fantastic. 
It, sh- it should be a great match. I guess the reason I look at it as an obvious Gargano win and watch him lose and it'll look stupid next week is that uh, I think this guy is going to be the face of the brand over the next year. And I feel like it's his first big match back after the big split and WWE logic, usually they, they would want to put him over strongly. But I don't know. You make a pretty good case that he might not go over. So we'll have to see what happens there. Um, so, I'm so happy. Yeah. We just, it's a great first match. Let's keep it up. <laughs> We haven't done a show, just me and Justin, in quite a while. So this is when Justin joined the podcast back in January. Kyle was kind of AWOL for a while, and me and you carried the show. But uh, this is kind of like retro tonight. And uh, we don't tend to disagree very often on our wrestling. Kyle, sometimes he kind of throws a wrench into things, (laughs) and we go off on tangents, and we're all bickering and arguing. But uh, I'm sure he has some strong opinions on this. Maybe next week he'll be back. Uh, Who do you got with Aleister Black and Atami? Uh, first off, the winner of this match is going to be everybody watching it because this is my prediction for the weekend. I think this is going to steal the weekend just like uh, Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate did at the last one. Uh, these two are going to bludgeon each other with kicks. Uh, I think this is going to be Alistair Black's coming out party. I've already heard uh, rumors that they've got a big entrance planned for him. Uh, he is by far my favorite talent in NXT right now, and I, I, there's a lot of buzz and excitement surrounding him. Yeah, I think I think Aleister Black, out of everyone in NXT right now, is like the one guy you could bring up to the main roster instantly, and he would be a star. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and anybody who has watched NXT, uh, hop on the network and go watch uh, Aleister Black versus Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, yes. That was, what, two, three weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, that was a really good match. Um, yeah, I'll go with Aleister Black here, but this will be a this will be a really good one. Um, and then we've got the tag match: the Authors of Pain taking on Sanity. Any uh, thoughts on this one? No, um, I'm I'm kind of confused as to who we're supposed to cheer for. I know they're trying to get away from the whole babyface heel thing, but this one. This one really seems actually now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder if this is the authors of pain uh, turn. I wonder if they're really trying to get them on the baby face side. And if that's the case, I think sanity gets the titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get the sympathy bit for the authors of pain. That makes sense to me. I think, yeah, if you're trying to figure out who to cheer for here, if you're going by theme music, I think Sanity, man, they have one of the coolest entrances in the entire company. I just saw today uh, they had released a video of their entrance from the upcoming WWE 2K video game. Freaking amazing. <laughs> check that out on YouTube. Uh, of course, finish the show first, then check that out on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I don't. I think, uh, I think Sanity actually is a solid pick here. The authors have had the belts for a while, and uh, they could switch it up. I like that pick, too. Um, the women's title match, this may be the best NXT women's title match in quite some time. Uh, Ember Moon and Asuka. Is Asuka finally going to get dethroned? She's had the belt for how long now? It's by far the record in NXT. Yeah, I'm she's, not sure. She's had it for over a year, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I guess, I don't know. I could, I could see... You know, on the main roster show, I'm not sure there's going to be a lot of title switches. And if, if they really are looking to shake things up, I could see I could see a switch here. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. If, if Ember Moon doesn't beat Asuka, who's going to beat her? So here's my thought. What I think is going to happen is that Ember Moon wins so Asuka can go to the main roster. What I think should happen is Asuka is undefeated in NXT, has held the title for well over a year. I think uh, she should win and get called up to the main off uh, roster, have them strip the title and have Ember Moon versus the winner of the May Young Classic for the new or to be the next NXT women's champion. Uh, I would continue this Asuka undefeated round to the main roster. Yeah, I would. uh, I would have Asuka replace Bailey on the main roster. Let's just Bailey could, she could, she could have after 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 she after she is just healed, of course. I, I think Bailey going back to NXT for a while would not be a bad move at this point. 
I know there's been a lot of talk that that could possibly happen, but uh, if they bring Asuka up, I wouldn't mind someone going down. So I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I'm looking for a title switch here. Um, all right. The main event, Bobby Roode defending against Drew McIntyre. You know, Bobby Roode's been a great NXT champion, and if someone's going to beat him for the title, I don't—I just don't think it's going to be Drew McIntyre. So I got to go with Bobby Roode here. First off, uh, the last episode of NXT ended. It, it was a match, uh, McIntyre versus Strong, to see who would actually face Bobby Roode at TakeOver, and Bobby Roode came out and caused a disqualification. I think it's going to end up being a triple threat with Roddy Strong included. Um, I agree with you. I like Drew McIntyre. Like there's an actual buzz around him right now. Um, the push feels kind of early Roman Reigns forced. Um, and yeah, I don't, I, I don't think this is going to be where the title change happens. I'm guessing it's going to be maybe at the next one with Aleister Black would be my guess. So I'm yeah. going Bobby Roode. Yeah, I uh, yeah, Root has been one of the best NXT champions possibly they've ever had. Uh, he's had a long title run here, and uh, like you said, McIntyre just he just doesn't have the heat to uh, be the guy that should beat Bobby Root. Um, I think for a singles match, maybe looking back, and I think we talked about this on the show last time. I think uh, Rude versus Strong maybe would have been a better better match to go with here at Takeover, but uh, I'm sure we'll have a good match either way. So that brings us to SummerSlam, and the thing everyone's talking about, I'm just going to start off right away talking about the Cena-Corbin match, because if you watch SmackDown this week, we saw a very strange ending to the show, and I'm definitely in a minute here going to want to get Justin's thoughts on this. So Baron Corbin cashes in the Money in the Bank uh, contract at the end of the match between um, when John Cena was wrestling uh, Jinder Mahal. So Cena had given Mahal the AA off the top rope. So you would think, all right, perfect time to cash in, become the champion. Are they going to really throw us for a loop going into SummerSlam? So Corbin comes out. He causes the match to end in a no contest, cashes in the money in the bank. And in like two seconds, Jinder rolls up Corbin from behind because Cena distracted Corbin. So <laughs> Justin, what did you think of watching this live? Because Never in a million years did I think this was going to happen. And when the, when he decided to cash in, I'm thinking, we're going to see a title switch. Why else would they do this? I thought it was, it was a, it's a pretty big uh, waste of the, the Money in the Bank briefcase. Although, I did read an interesting theory on this today, which I'm going to get to in a minute. But first, let me hear what you thought about it, Justin. My initial reaction was I was just perplexed. I didn't get it. It felt like a waste of, like you said, uh, the Money in the Bank. Um, however, oh, and actually my first thought was like, wow, Baron Corbin pissed somebody off in the back. Um, but the more I kind of thought about it, I'm okay with, uh, he is joined a pretty exclusive group of guys who have not been able to win the title with their cash in. He's only the ever, um, it never really felt right with him in the brief, with the briefcase to begin with. So in that case, I'm all right. And plus it, it makes the briefcase a little bit more unpredictable because you just always assume whoever has it, that's your next champion. It will, this is one more step and maybe a little bit of uncertainty, uncertainty there. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm kind of okay with it. it. It adds a lot of spice to his match with Cena, which I hope it doesn't end because I know there's been a lot of talk about, you know, after SummerSlam, Cena's going to Raw. But I think uh, they got something possible feud that could be more than it was going into SummerSlam. So I know I know Corbin's a heel, but does this just make him look like a complete dope, though, <laughs> to, to, to uh, cash in the, the contract like that and to lose? I, I don't know that it's, it's good for his character is what I'm saying. I, I agree that throwing some uncertainty in there maybe makes it a little more interesting um but i just hope he doesn't come out come out looking like damian sandow here in this situation with failing with the cash in because uh i don't know questionable but i saw earlier today and this might just be complete nonsense but someone was posting some screenshots and didn't notice this watching it live um when gender pinned him during smackdown 
his like leg was underneath the ropes. And if you watch it back, it's like really clear, like he's trying to get his leg under the ropes. So is there a purpose for that? Are they going to reverse the decision that it doesn't count? Baron gets the briefcase back. This is something I've seen floating out there and I, I wouldn't put it past them. Um, it, it could just also been a mistake and maybe Jinder uh, was supposed to be getting his foot on the ropes and he just didn't get it there. But who knows? If you look at it, his foot is underneath the ropes, which would mean that the pin doesn't actually count. Have you seen this floating around out there? No, it makes a lot of sense because for one, everybody assumes that he's cashing in at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. And especially because this would be the third time that the indie darling going in wins the title and immediately loses it to uh, Money in the Bank cash and first being CM Punk, then Daniel Bryan, and now Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, whoever started that is on to something. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Baron Corbin ends up walking out still at uh, the main event and getting that title. Yeah, I mean, this could happen on the pre-show Sunday. They're, they could build this up that... Corbin has presented the money in the bank briefcase back because there was a kind of like a false finish on Tuesday. And then he still ends up cashing in at SummerSlam, winning the belt to throw people off. I could see it happening, honestly. But uh, yeah, if you have it on your DVR or, you know, just go on YouTube and look up uh, the finish of that match on Tuesday night on the WWE's page, you will see that it's pretty clear that Jinder's trying to get his foot over there. And there's feels like there's got to be a purpose for that. So we might be onto something, you know, who knows? But uh yeah, I don't know. My first thought going in was they were trying to put more heat on uh, the Cena match with Corbin. Like, you know, now he has a, even more reason to be angry with John Cena. But I'm not sure. My question watching it live was, is that really going to add much heat to the match? Or does it just make Corbin look stupid? I'm, uh, I'm not sure it helps the match at all. Both. But, you know, also when guys cash in that money in the bank, they always look stupid because they just stand there holding it, trying to give it to the ref for like two <laughs> minutes. They really need to work on that. Uh, oh, and, and uh, I do have a, another theory, but I will wait until we get to another match. Okay. So there is some intrigue in, in this show, though, overall. I, I could see different things happening. You know, we'll see. Let's start with the kickoff, um, the kickoff show because we do have two matches announced for that and something interesting by the way i saw that uh road dog one of the lead writers on smackdown do you see his tweet today about the eyeballs watching SummerSlam? i did not someone had tweeted him talking about um i think it was the cruiserweight title match um but they were they're saying why is that going to be on the kickoff show these guys deserve to be you know on the main show and he responded and said well, actually, more people see the kickoff show than the pay-per-view itself. And I never really thought of that before, but it's probably true because that kickoff show they have for free, like, isn't on YouTube or they used to have it on Facebook. They're streaming it like everywhere, whereas the pay-per-view, only the network subscribers can watch it, right? And that's, what, 1.6 million people worldwide. So I've... if you think about it, more people probably do watch the kickoff show. No idea. I don't slum it. I got the network. <laughs> yeah. 10 bucks. a month. I can't believe there's anyone that doesn't have the WWE network at this point. 10 bucks a month is a freaking bargain. Look, we used to pay what? Almost 50 bucks for these pay-per-views. You're getting five months of the network for that price. It's a bargain, especially with all the old school content. I actually probably watch more old stuff on there than new, but uh, I like it just for that. I'm pretty sure uh, I spent around bucks for WrestleMania 28. Oh, yeah, because I know to get the HD pay-per-views in recent years before the network, they had really jacked those up. I mean, it was getting close with taxes, like, yeah, 70 bucks. So, yeah, it's a bargain. Um, But, yeah, I don't know, just a little nugget there. I I had never thought of that, but, yeah, the kickoff show does have some pretty high uh, visibility. So, um, let's see. They've announced a Cruiserweight title match with uh, Neville and Tozawa and then uh, the tag title match with the New Day and the Usos for the kickoff show let's start with the with the cruiserweight match now how surprised were you with that title switch justin on television and i was i overreacted to everything they did because i was i thought it was like well they have like 14 matches for the show so they're just giving us all these other ones for now so i didn't enjoy it as much as i should have because i thought they're kind of ripping these guys off but obviously they're still going to get their matches i liked it um i kind of wanted neville to keep going for a while but tozawa 
is great. And I love what he's doing with the uh, Titus brand. He's deserving. And hopefully this leads to Neville kind of going more towards the main roster and getting in with some of the heavyweights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. Looking at this match, I could see Neville getting it right back, but I'm not sure that would be a wise decision. Um, I could also see some kind of false finish here with the Titus brand getting involved so that you know, Neville doesn't lose clean. Uh, I'm going to go with Tazawa keeping the title. What about you? We're agreeing on this one. Big ball of brand. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What about the, uh, all right, this one I got a pretty strong opinion on. So New Day and the Usos, which they didn't completely give away the match on SmackDown, but um, what they they call it like the speed combo on SmackDown, they had uh, Woods and Kofi wrestle the match against the Usos, and the Usos won clean. I think Kofi took the pin on Tuesday night, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Because I just if, can't be, I can't believe somebody pinned a champion. That's insane. No, that never happens in the WWE. Yeah. So I'm I'm fairly certain that the New Day is going to win <laughs> because of the fact that they, they took the loss on Tuesday. But I think in the match at SummerSlam, you're going to have um, Big E and Xavier is the combo. So the fact that they had Kofi take the pin, the guy that's not going to be in the match, I guess kind of makes sense if you look back at what happened on Tuesday. Um, but I'm going to go with, yeah, I'm going to go with the New Day in this one. What about you? Uh, oos. Going Usos. All right. I'm going with, as Kyle would say, the classic WWE booking of you take the pin on TV, you win at the pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right, but I, I think the Usos have been more entertaining in the past past couple oh, of months, yeah. actually. Yeah, I 100% agree. All that, although that segment with Daniel Bryan on Tuesday night backstage, what was that about? I like well just because of Daniel Bryan, I liked it. <laughs> he was great. Well, like, but why was he going? He's talking about joining their rap. When are the Usos a rap group? When did that happen? Yeah, battle. Yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought it was odd. All right, uh, let's see. So we already talked about Cena and Corbin. I guess we didn't uh, we didn't pick we did. a winner for that one, did we? Nope. That's the first one on my list for the the main show. Uh, I guess it could open the show. I'd be kind of surprised if it did, but uh, it could happen. Um, <clears throat> I think I think I'm going to go with Corbin in this match. Well, and that's the thing is, if I mean, like I said before, is Cena really going to Raw right after SummerSlam? Uh, if that's the case, I'm, he's he's going to get the win. But. I think this feud should continue, especially since Cena cost him that money in the bank contract. And in that case, I think uh, Baron should just come out and destroy him, even if it's just getting disqualified right away, just a brutal attack or something. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see Baron Corbin get this one. Yeah, I mean, if if Cena is leaving right away, like it sounds he's going to, um, it really would not make any sense for him to win here. If, if he's gone, you got to have Corbin get the win because – Corbin looked like a fool on television this week. And if, if you actually, unless he's fallen out of favor, but if you actually have high hopes for this guy, he's he's got to get a big win here. Yeah. Oh, and a couple ago, we did a podcast and we really talked about entrance themes. They have freaking downgraded uh, Baron Corbin's now too. He had oh, such a badass theme and I don't know what's going on now. I agree, man. This this company was on such a roll with theme music for so long and man, they are not doing good lately. That is for sure. Yeah, Corbin, I think was a downgrade. Um, I can't believe they haven't fixed Jason Jordan's yet. That theme is God awful. Um, they fixed big casses. Yeah, so that was much good. better. I agree completely. Yeah. Um, Chad Gable is still coming out to that atrocious American alpha theme. One of the worst themes of all time. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's true. Hopefully I, I would switch Corbin's back if I, if I were them or at least give it to somebody else. Yeah. Speaking of big cast, big cast versus the big show. I know this is the match you are the most looking forward to for SummerSlam with Enzo Amore in a shark cage above the ring. Justin, who do you got? Yeah, just insert a bunch of fart noises right now. <laughs> I, 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 I don't care about. Although I will say, uh, for one, props to that Boston crowd on Monday. A hot crowd makes watching wrestling so much more fun, and, and Boston really brought it that night. Um, Cass actually did a really good job handling that crowd too. You know, 
waiting. He'd start a sentence and wait, and, which I kind of hated because that's just going to put him over even more in the back. But <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, oh, and why include the club in that? Ugh, what a horrible use for those guys. Although it's been like a year and a half of a horrible usage for yeah, the club. But they got to be going back to Japan as soon as they can. Yeah. You know, you have to assume Enzo's going to get involved somehow. Um, but I think Cass is going to end up getting the victory. He's the one they're going to push to the moon. Yeah, I would agree. Cass makes the most sense. Uh, he's, he's probably going over here. Uh, not not going to be much of a match. Justin, if if you watch this show over at my place, like we discussed off air, we might be over in my bar during this match. Yeah. And why, could, why couldn't this be on the pre-show? Yeah, no kidding. We got two title matches on the pre-show, but this one is on, on the main show. Stupid shark tanks. <laughs> and it's not even shark week. Doesn't make <laughs> sense. All right. We got Balor and Bray Wyatt. All right. I'm I'm pretty sure our resident Finn Balor fan here is going to have a strong opinion on this match. We now have it confirmed the demon is making an appearance, Justin. I know you're you're getting stoked for this one. It's it's been a year since we've seen the demon, and I I, I cannot wait. You know, they've probably tinkered with it a little bit. Uh, they've had a lot of time to plan something big. Um, you, you know, uh, the demon's not undefeated, by the way. The demon has lost. Yeah, didn't he? Did he lose to Joe? That is correct. Yeah, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. But yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got to say, I, I know we both are fans of Finn Balor, Justin, but uh, his stock has really fallen off. I think in uh, recent weeks, I think, I think he needs a strong performance here. So I'm going to go with Finn Balor. Yeah. I, and that's been no fault of his own. It's just yeah. been kind of whatever booking. Um, I actually kind of liked Bray squashing him. I think they could have kind of gotten the same effect by him just getting disqualified. But uh, for one that made Bray look really good because Finn's, I think has been pinned by Roman Reigns and that's about it. And I don't know if he's gotten beaten by anybody else. So Kind of nice that they build up Bray a little bit, but yeah, I mean, nobody's beating the demon except yeah. for Samoa Joe. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we're both going with Balor here. That's a good pick, I think. Um, all right, Orton and Rusev. We've seen kind of Orton getting the upper hand, uh, especially this week. Rusev goes to the like the two minute double count out with Chad Gable, gets in the ring, spouting off on the microphone. In comes Randy Orton, RKO. Logically, you would think that. Rusev gets some revenge here. But, you know, it's Randy Orton we're talking about. He's he's the golden boy. He always gets the win when he needs it. But, uh, yeah, if I'm booking this thing, it's got to be Rusev. So I'll go with Rusev as my pick. He needs revenge here. Yeah, I, I definitely am rooting for my boy Ruru, but uh, it's freaking Randy Orton. So <laughs> um, I, I Rus and Ruru did win. I mean, they, you know, he came back. And he was such a big deal like two years ago. And they came back and they threw him in a freaking flag match against Cena. Oh, atrocious. Hey, welcome back from injury. You're going to eat an L right to start it off. Um, I don't know. Why would they start him off with two straight pay-per-view losses? I mean, they're going to be made well, they're against Orton and Cena. So Rusev needs to win. I'm going, going Orton just so I'm not disappointed. <laughs> when I, I like how you say that. Rusev needs to win. So I'm going Orton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah here's one thing i want to talk about with rusev here is it getting harder and harder to buy this guy as a heel like are they gonna have to turn him pretty soon because if you follow the guy on twitter he's freaking hilarious everyone you know if you watch total divas at all you see him on you see the real rusev on there hilarious guy like if this guy was one of your friends everyone would love him so if you if you watch like stuff that they actually produce themselves, like how could you have any heel heat at all? Not to mention how amazing he was on Southpaw Wrestling, which is back, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, they just dropped the trailer, I think, for the uh, second season today. I've not seen it yet. Did you watch it? I have not, no. Check um, that out after the show. I think uh, Babyface Rusev could be a, a big, big deal. Yeah, I think uh, I think that day is coming because uh, I think a lot of people actually like him and he's hilarious. I think he could be a funny, funny baby face. All right. The uh, I guess the second biggest match that's been built up on SmackDown is the uh, U.S. title match. 
AJ Styles and Kevin Owens. And we've got Shane McMahon here as the referee. They've really played up Shane here as if he's going to get involved or not. We saw him uh, get a Pele kick from AJ two weeks ago. And then we saw um, Kevin Owens get him with a super kick this week. So he could have it out for both guys. They've played hot potato with the belt over the last month or so. I think this is a pretty tough one to pick. Um, it should have a chance to be match of the night, obviously. If they're given enough time on a 12-match show, it could be really, really good. Um, I don't know. I think uh, I feel like something could be coming with uh, Owens and Shane. If that's the case, I would think that AJ would go over here. Thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with all of that. Um, this, like you said, should definitely be a potential match of the night, match of the weekend, but <laughs> my, my dog is eating my cat's poop right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get that on every wrestling podcast, guys. I wish she would have done that during the Orton Rusev talk, but, um, <laughs> they've had really weird finishes to all their matches. And these are two guys that can give us a match of the year and they haven't been afforded that opportunity. And with Shane and McMahon as guest referee, I don't think they're going to get that opportunity because he's going to be involved in the finish somehow. Um, but no, I, I a hundred percent agree with you. I, th I think we're looking at something with Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon's and we don't want that or they wouldn't want that to include the U.S. title. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go AJ Styles. All right. All right. The SmackDown women's title match. I got to say when uh, Natalia was thrown in here, I was pleasantly surprised because she has not had a chance to really shine in the women's division like she should. I mean, she's arguably the best technical wrestler in the in the women's division. She's the most experienced Um Going up against Naomi here for the belt. That said, I don't think she's going to win the belt. Could happen. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Justin? Oh, man, we need Kyle here because we're in way too much. <laughs> it, I, I was actually just thinking about that today. Is like If there's any woman on the roster who deserves to hold this new appropriate title for the ladies, because I think all she's had to hold is that Butterfly Divas title. Mm -hmm. um, she is the women's wrestler that deserves to hold that title but naomi is a pretty big deal right now i, I wouldn't be surprised if her stuff is selling out uh that glow in the dark belt is amazing i pop for that every time um she's on the upswing and i just don't think it makes a lot of sense for uh natty to get the title right now mm -hmm. I also don't think Carmella is going to cash in. They've been, you know, building that up as the obvious thing that's going to happen. She's been threatening it every week. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it'd be too obvious. All right. Well, there's our opportunity to be contrarian. So I think <laughs> Carmella is going to cash in and win it or lose it. Win it. Okay. We've, we've already done the losing thing. Carmella is going to be champion <laughs> come Monday. All right. I, you know, I should have, I should have texted Kyle to just send his predictions in, so I could at least read them on the air to see if we agreed with him or not. But uh, no, Maybe. I think, I think he's, I think there's gonna be a monkey wrench thrown in. I don't think she's gonna do it. We'll see though. Uh, how about on the Raw Women's Title match? So um, the goddess herself, Alexa Bliss, as she calls herself now, defending against Sasha, which is the match after um, Bailey got injured. Well, I guess if I look at this, I would not take the belt off Alexa Bliss. I think she's still right now in Raw. Like, by the way, what did you think about the lifeguard stage she sat in on Monday night? Do you have any opinions on that? I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought the, the chair itself was a little odd, yes, but I liked the, the gimmick. And I think I said this on Twitter. I would have her do that for every match now. Every woman's match, she comes out and she watches the peons wrestle in front of her. Just We've talked about what a great actress she is before on the show, but the way that she sat, just like expressionless, tapping her fingers through, the, I thought that was tremendous. And just so all our listeners know, Ryan is a Alexa Bliss mark. So if he was booking, she would probably have the same kind of run as Bruno Sammarantino. <laughs> she would never lose. That's right. <laughs> Alexa, come on the show. We've been on the band, or I've been on the bandwagon since like last October, way before everyone else was. I am not kidding you. Go back into our archives. 
even Kyle was disagreeing with me. I think he eventually finally said, I probably pained him to say it. He said, Ryan, you were right. Alexa is awesome. <laughs> I, I was for months and months saying, man, she is the best character on the main roster in the women's division. Uh, I got a question. I, I've heard conflicting reports. I've heard that both like real life that Sasha and Alexa hate each other. But then I've also heard that they're best friends. Do you, do you have any idea which way that goes? So <laughs> I got a friend that just wrote a column on that. Uh, I haven't heard that they have like major heat from anyone, but uh, I mean, it's not impossible. I'd have to look into that, maybe ask around a little bit, but uh, I haven't heard that there's major heat, but uh, I have, I've seen the rumors, but I, I haven't heard that. Like, I can't say for sure that that's the case. So storyline wise, the Bailey injury is weird. I feel like I'm Kyle Ross right now. Just <laughs> long pause of thought. <laughs> like, did he freeze? Is, is he there? <laughs> um, that felt like a weird decision in the first place, and it was not that an injury is a blessing, but it, it's this is a better route, anyways. Uh, I thought this was going to lead to some sort of feud with Bailey and Sasha with maybe Sasha costing Bailey the championship, but that that's not going to be the case now. Uh, and this is a tough one. I, mm -hmm. I, 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 the crowd is going to be fully behind Sasha Banks. Uh, you and me will be fully behind Alexa bliss. <laughs> it, it does feel too early, but I, I'm going to go Sasha. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought Sasha lost a lot of steam. Obviously, the show was in her hometown Monday, but uh, man, they were going crazy for that T-shirt she wore, the Boss Town thing. Was, yeah. I saw so much in my Twitter timeline about people trying to get that shirt and everything. <sighs> I don't know. I, I would not take it off of Alexa. I think, uh, man, I just think she's an awesome champion and, and the best thing going in the women's division, but uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Sasha won. Okay, question. So let's say Asuka loses Saturday. And they bring her up on Raw. She's kind of a heel right now. I don't know if she comes up as a face or a heel. And who would be the better feud? Obviously, an Asuka-Sasha match would be just off the charts amazing. But mm -hmm. I, I would assume she would kind of come up with a pop. Yeah, I think I think especially uh, if she came out Monday, it's going to be so many hardcore fans that traveled to Brooklyn that are going to be there. She would get a massive pop. And you could kind of see something where like, like with Paige, when she came up and she won the title her first night on Raw, I could see that happening with Asuka coming up. And like, if Alexa retains, she comes out and beats Alexa Bliss. Like Alexa could come out and pull the whole, I beat everyone here. Now I just beat Sasha, I beat everyone. Out comes Asuka, beats her for the title. I could see that. I think that would be better than, um, than Alexa losing it to Sasha personally. Hey, totally off-subject, random question. Would you rather Asuka and Sasha at WrestleMania or Asuka-Charlotte at WrestleMania? Because I think those are the top two matches that we could possibly get at WrestleMania for the women's division. I'd probably rather see the one with, with uh, Charlotte, I'd have to say. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I. The reason I have such a hard time picking this match is because I don't know how much intrigue there is in Alexa bliss as the person chasing the belt. So I feel like if she loses the belt, she's going to be out of the title picture for a while. And I feel like the character is so over and what they just did with like the chair thing we were talking about, they could continue that if they wanted to. I just don't want to see her lose the belt, man. <laughs> she loses the belt. I think she's, she's out of that title picture for a long time. So. And she could definitely work. I mean, she's so small that, as a baby face, she would be great as that underdog chasing the title. But mm -hmm. I think everything that's appealing about her character is all the heel work. So yeah. it, just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I think I also read that Vince is like really big on the Alexa bliss train right now too. So if that's the case, she's probably not losing. I think I bet I, he is, <laughs> if you know, Vinny, I'm sure he is. I think, I think I'm going with her keeping the belt in some way. Oh, she's like a, Tiny Stratus. <laughs> it's like a miniature Trish Stratus. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll have her keeping the belt. 
So I think that leaves us with just the world title matches. Is that right? I think we've, I think we've covered everything else. Uh, there was, not that it matters, but there's that three-on-three pre-show match and then both world title matches, correct? Yeah, both world title matches. Um, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Tag title match, too. Did I skip that? Oh, we skipped that. Is that that's not even on the card I'm looking at. What, dude, go to Come Wikipedia, on. man. What are you looking at? I, I'm on Top Real Press. Michael Oyaga <laughs> needs to get on the. Uh, Oops. Get on with it here. Come on, Michael. All right, so uh, all right, so we're gonna go with the tag title match here now. Yeah, I mean that's that's uh, out of everything that's been happening in wrestling, that has been the best build of anything. But all right, so who do you? Seth, go ahead. Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose. Yeah, and this is the thing. It's like WWE is at its best when it actually kind of plans something out and lets it slow burn, and that's what they've been doing with these guys. And they're exceptional talents, and and they're pulling it off. Like I, I was hyped for when they finally did the the shield fist bump. That that was fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I can't. I cannot believe that I uh, forgot that match. My God. Yeah, especially after the Tired. Shield reunion. <laughs> I am off. I'm quitting. This thing is over with. <laughs> no, that has been, yeah, that's been the best tag team build they've done in quite a long time. So, Sheamus and Cesaro against the two-thirds of the Shield. Do you think, by the way, we're going to see a, like a full Shield reunion at SummerSlam? Like they're going to help Roman win the belt? That to- is the question of all questions. Like, yeah. That's what my decision on this match hinges completely on what they have planned on the title match and shit let's just talk about it now this was something i was going to talk about last week but you were ill so we weren't able to talk about it 102.5 degree fever you can send the cards to me here in iowa (laughs) um so obviously tim and his fellow Roman Reigns haters. There's probably like <laughs> this 60- is a listener of the show, by the way, our buddy Tim. Sixty percent booze. Would you say for Roman Reigns when he comes out? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Probably the loudest booze of anybody. Everybody hates Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Everybody universally loved the Shield. If the show ends with Roman winning the title and the other guys in that match beating him up, having Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins run out to save him, and it ends with those three doing the shield fist bump, what wins out, the Roman hate or the shield love? (laughs) I think the shield love's going to win out. I think so too, yeah. I think a lot of these people actually want to cheer Roman when it comes down to it. And now there's Tim. Well, (laughs) well, (laughs) man, we should have had Tim sub on the show tonight. We this show probably would have went two and a half hours with you guys bickering, though. If we did, I would have needed like two hours of drinking before we did that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but the funny thing is, yeah, you did say that that uh, everyone did love the Shield. Our buddy Tim was a big Shield fan. I know that. So uh, yeah, I could I could see it happening, but. I got to tell you, I, I've been hearing that uh, Brock Lesnar is going to keep the title, so I don't know that we're going to see that. That's uh, Weeks ago, that's what I predicted. You and Kyle, you and Hot Stuff Kyle Ross <laughs> were all on board on the the, the title's got to change hands, and, and I think it does. Yeah, and I think it does, yeah. We need to see that title every week, and I, th- I think I've heard rumors that WWE kind of feels the same way, but um, obviously Brock and... And Paulie have been saying, you know, if he loses, we're gone. There's ways around that storytelling. Um, but how, how freaking lit would it be is if after SummerSlam, the Shield has the tag titles and the Universal title, possibly going to the next pay-per-view in a feud with Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe, and Braun Strowman. <laughs> It would be like the Hart Foundation holding all the gold 20 years ago. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Not the Canadian flag. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know. I I do feel strongly they need to switch the universal title. Um, and they could switch. You know, they could change their mind the day of the show. But yeah, all the signs point to lately backstage that uh, Brock's going to keep the belt, which I don't think is a wise decision. But apparently they're they are uh, dead set on Roman Brock at Mania. Still, I'd rather just have Roman win the belt right now. To be honest with you. Yeah, I I actually w- would act love to see Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Um, they were I loved their match at WrestleMania 31, but I think the money match is Roman Reigns and Cena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But before we get we're 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 getting a little off course here. We're not talking about battle bowl off course but we're a little off course here <laughs> like a few weeks back yeah that was during my show close to... by the way he brought that up <laughs> kyle always throws me off like i'm like all right gonna wrap the show up here we go and then he'll throw out something like hey so how about battle bowl 92 <laughs> <laughs> uh we need to make our tag team predictions it doesn't make sense with with how fire this storyline has been with rollins and ambrose to just have them go and lose to the bar, which is one of the, I love both those guys, but that is one of the most horrible tag team names ever. (laughs) So you, but it's almost more intriguing to see them lose. If there's not going to be an actual shield reunion, I'm going with Rollins and Ambrose. We are in agreement again. I, I think they're winning the belts here. I don't know how you can't put it on them with all the uh, reaction they got on Monday night. The way yep. they built this up, they got to win. I'm going with them too. So how is that going to impact our universal title match? Well, <sighs> I think Brock's retaining as of right now, like we said. You still going with Brock? Or are you going to switch it up and say they're, they're going to go full bore with the shield thing and Roman's going to take the belt? I don't want to be contrarian. Uh um, we we have seen it quite a few times this year where if you look at the betting odds, it switches the day before. Yeah. Like completely switches. Yeah. Uh, they really need to get that title on TV more often. Um, this is a great opportunity for them to, one, you know, go full bore with the Roman Reigns big dog train. Big dog's got to eat. And he's hungry <laughs> for that universal title. Yeah, it's a great opportunity to solidify Samoa Joe, who's been one of the maintaining performers of this year. Like his run so far has been fantastic. His match with Lesnar was six minutes and it was great. It was a great six minutes. I mean, to see Samoa Joe with the title would be awesome. And then you have Braun Strowman who can be your Brock Lesnar going forward. Brock Lesnar's probably leaving after WrestleMania, and you have Braun Strowman right there. I mean, he, he's your next big money guy, so put the strap on him. They've got a lot of great options. That's what makes this 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 title match is very intriguing. Some would yeah. say juicy. <laughs> yeah, juicy Justin Joint laying down the knowledge. I like it. I have no idea who's going to win this match. And, and, I, and I love that. Yeah, honestly, all of them would be a good choice. There's not a bad choice here. They could all be solid champions. Well, yeah. outside of Brock Lesnar, I mean, I think Brock needs to drop the belt. And, you know, two weeks ago, I said, because Brock and Paul said they were going to leave if they lost, I was the one who said, well, they're going to win because Brock's not going anywhere. And you both, you and uh, Hot Stuff, Kyle Rouse, were both like, well, there's this wrestling, you know, we can get stories to go around that. Mm-hmm. Why would they bring that up if there wasn't maybe something planned with that? I think Brock's going to drop the title. I think I'm going, they, I'm going Roman Reigns, man. I think they brought it up because of all the talk with the, uh, the John Jones fight or whatever, him calling out Brock. I don't know if they, they brought that up because it played into that angle, maybe to get people to think he was leaving for that fight. But, uh, God, if Brock was going to do that fight, he's got like a six-month suspension, I think, to serve before he could even think about fight. Like, he'd have to announce he's coming back. Then the suspension starts. Then he can train for the fight. So, they could still do that, but that would be like late next year, probably. No uh, idea. I don't like shit. Yeah. So, 
I think Roman Reigns winning the belt would be a solid move, especially with the Shield reunion. I think it would, if this is the last match, that would put the show over the top. Brooklyn would go crazy as, you know, all those people that boo Roman Reigns when he comes out would be losing their shit the minute it happened. Yeah. Uh, if we cut to black with, with that fist bump, that's, that's an all-time moment. All-time moment. Yes. If, if I'm booking it, Roman Reigns is, is going over. But unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with Brock Lesnar, I think. Yes, we're different. <laughs> we flip-flopped from uh, two weeks ago. Excellent. Yeah. But here's what I will say. If Brock Lesnar is the guy who wins this title match, don't you almost feel like they got to flip the title in the other match? Are they going to have both world champions retain at the second biggest show of the year? Yeah, you know? why, why not? <laughs> it doesn't seem like something. They usually like to make a change, but uh, with Jinder and uh, Nakamura here, I don't know. I... I felt like Jinder was probably going to keep the belt, but uh, if Lesnar is retaining, I think Nakamura, as you see here on my T-shirt, Shinsuke, I think uh, he has a chance to win the title here. Um, and some of it probably comes down to if they're worried at all that like Nakamura is losing some of his, his steam. Because if they are, they're probably going to want to put the belt on him now. Try to recuperate that. What do you think here? Sadly... All my predictions on this match are based off of non-in-ring talent stuff. Uh, I have heard, well, obviously, they are just opening up in China, which is not Japan, where Shinsuke is from, but WWE sees things weirdly. He's he's Asian, enough for him. Um, I have heard that there is a tour of India coming up. Um and for actually, you know, real quick, props to WWE for we're getting Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I don't, I don't know if we've ever seen that much diversity in one world championship match at a pay per view. Uh, having said that, they're still assholes. <laughs> WWE, not Nakamura. And yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Yes. WWE, the people in um, charge. So going back to Baron Corbin losing his cash in. I really feel like that's because they have no plans of taking this title off of gender anytime soon. It's going to suck and it's going to piss off that crowd, but I'm going gender Mahal. I, I, I think for, he's got a great look. He's getting heat. Unfortunately, even though his beautiful mother is singing precious songs on SmackDown, <laughs> I felt so bad for her. That made wrestling fans just look terrible. Oh, awkward. Oh my God. That was, especially with everything that had happened over the last weekend here in the United States. I'm watching that. And I'm like, oh, this is this is bad. They sh they really should have like rescripted this. We don't need this right now. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, you know what would be a great entrance? No, never mind. I'm gonna save that for off air. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know, leave a comment on this video and maybe we'll share. Uh, uh yeah go ahead it, 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 this would be an amazing moment to really solidify shinsuke nakamura as a top talent and like you said if he loses i don't know where they go from here like because he's kind of floundering right now yeah his, his match with cena was 10 minutes and so that was commercial time mm -hmm. uh, I, they should put it on nakamura but because of what they did with Baron, I really think that we're in for a long gender title run. I think some of it too has to do with placement on the card. Like I think going in the fatal four way seems like obvious that that is going to finish the show. Right. Yes. If for any reason this goes on last, like it should be a lock Nakamura is winning. Yes. Yeah, totally. Um, but, uh, I think the fatal four way is probably going to finish. Um, you know, I think, I, don't know, I think, I think I'm going to go with Nakamura. I, I, everything I've heard is that gender is going to have the belt for a while longer, but I keep looking at it from like the booking perspective. And like you said, Nakamura has kind of been floundering a little bit and uh, they might think we got to get this belt on him now. So I am going to go with Nakamura, but I, 
feel like this is really hard to predict, which actually makes this a very interesting show. Both, yeah, both title matches are, are incredibly hard to predict, which is great. Yeah. So, I don't know. If you do any of the uh, the betting, uh, you know, like uh, there's a lot of betting services. You can bet on pro wrestling. People do like the, the uh, you can fill out the cards or whatever. This is going to be a really tough show to win money on, I think. I think that's for sure. Uh, the only, let's see, we, uh, we didn't talk about Jason Jordan's match, right? Correct. Jason Jordan and the Hardys versus the Miz and the Miz Taraj. If you've hung on to the end of the show, you're probably not that interested <laughs> in that match anyways. Uh, but uh, I think, God, if I had to pick, I'd probably go with the uh, Hardys and Jason Jordan. Yeah, I agree. So, I think that's about all that needs to be said about that match. Yeah. So there it is. That's your SummerSlam 2017 card. Sorry you didn't get Kyle Ross's picks here, but uh, I'm sure he'll have plenty to say next week on the show if he's back with us. But uh, he's probably not going to be getting much sleep here over the next week or so. So that could be an entertaining show, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Lack of sleep Kyle Ross on, on the show. He'll be grumpy. He'll be interjecting his thoughts here and there, pulling out random wrestling trivia. Uh, but guys, no. Enjoy SummerSlam this weekend. It's going to be a great show. Um, any closing thoughts, Justin, before we sign off here? Woo! Get well, Nate. All right. With that, you guys, take care. Enjoy SummerSlam. We'll be back with you next Thursday night. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.